The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every Premier League match week and the Champions League and the Europa League as well. I am Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl and here are today's topics. Manchester United coming from a goal down to try it for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 10-man Leeds United stunning Man City at the Etihad. Liverpool winning their first match at Anfield in the Premier League since December. A brace from Christian Pulisic in Chelsea's 4-1 win over Crystal Palace. West Ham keeping their top four hopes alive, while Leicester's hopes are now in jeopardy. And are Fulham in trouble after their defeat to Wolves and Newcastle United's win at Burnley? That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, big game, Robbie Earl. Um, mm. Fascinating match. Tottenham Hotspur one, Manchester mm. United three. Mm. Um, so much to talk about, my friend, with performances, with managers, with fallout, with VAR, with goals, with attackers. I'm going to leave it for you to, to decide where we start on this one. Where, where I have to start on, on this one is maybe fitting it in with the rest of what started on Friday and is continuing on Monday. Is a dramatic Premier League, mate. You look through the games, the incidents, the results, the VAR, the sendings off, the yellow cards, the managers' press conferences. This league just never, ever is ordinary, is boring. And we, we had probably certainly one of the most high-profile games at the weekend. Spurs taking on Manchester United. Jose Mourinho's been in, in charge of both clubs. So the Jose Mourinho derby. And it doesn't let us down. I thought the football was good, Rob. Um, Spurs started quite well. Thought they were a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more forward with their press, winning the balls, uh, having a little bit of control of United early on. That I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is a bit, bit different. Mm. Um, United, um, I've got to say, my, my overriding thing with Manchester United, and we've been on this podcast for this season, for last season, for two or three seasons now, saying about what they don't do well, what they aren't, what the manager needs to do. They're turning into not a bad outfit, to be honest, my friend. Um, yeah. goal, goal behind again against an informed team, having played in, in Europe. Come back in, into the game, play good football, have got attacking threats, are looking more in control of situations than, than we've seen. Some big calls by the manager, one being the goalkeeper. That at the moment, he's got... Seven, eight more games to go. Dean Henderson is, is maybe starting to prove a point. Just felt it was a day today where Manchester United 
have taken a step. Mm-hmm. I think Manchester United have taken a step. Um, <clears throat> I, I go back to Project Restart of last season, Rob, when they finished the season, I said, wow. And we talked about something starting to feel like it might be happening at United. Then they had a bit of a loose start, didn't play particularly well at home. And you, 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 you lose a little bit of that belief again. It just feels to me like there's some level of consistency. Paul Pogba looks like he's enjoying his football again. Bruno Fernandes, who didn't like the game up in, in, in that much of a way, but still is, is an influence. Edison Cavani was outstanding today as, as, as a centre-forward. The balance of the team, with and without the ball, looks better. Fred and McTominay now look like there's a partnership growing now. Yes, we might be looking for improvements, but I come away today, Rob, thinking, that's a pretty... This is a decent Man United team that's got a chance to go next level with next level signings. Yeah, and I think at the moment, that's all the manager and the football club can do. You're right. I mean, they're going to be the second best team in the Premier League with, you know, pretty obvious spots that need new players and upgrades Mm -hmm. in certain positions. But the foundation looks pretty good. And and Mm -hmm. of course, we all realise yet that they're a little short, but at least you can see it. Um, the quality of the football and the goals and some of the movement in the second half was was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to, like, the history with the United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and certainly my comments on him was like, OK, well, that was good United. Ah, that was bad United. Good United, bad United. I think when you look back at the, the last few weeks, uh, maybe now a couple of months, I mean, it's been mostly good United. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Edison Cavani, um, it, it's it's... It's really, I say special, maybe that's a too strong a word, but it's, it's fun to watch him play, Rob. Yeah. It's fun to see a number nine work, a craftsman of different movements and, and to get himself in good spots. And it's, you know, the goal that's disallowed that we'll talk about, you know, finishing off the movement's always very, very sharp, always very good. Um, you know, some of the football that they played. Mason Greenwood, Rob, as well, is a player that I yeah. think we talked about. I think I brought it up on the last part about how sharp he's looking. Now, he's off the bench. He played the start of the game on the bench. He looks different. He looks different. Like, God, it takes his goal. His ball in for Cavani's header. You know, a goal and assist. I think he was on for only like 20 minutes or so. His, you know, that right side of winger, which is in my four spots that United need to improve, right midfield or right wing, right forward. Who's going to be that guy? I'll throw it back to you, Rob, straight away on that. Is, is he ready? Can he put off that signing is he is he that goal scoring wide player that now good sides have wherever you look and I know you yeah you, you yeah you, I just think uh, my, again, my, 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 a young player striking yeah, a ball no my, my one concern Rob in a team that that's gonna be if we're talking about where they want to get to challenging for titles closing that gap and being not just nine points behind or whatever it is now but you know two or three behind with going in with seven games I, what I still don't know with, with Mason Green, and maybe this is just part of, of, of where he is in his football journey, I still w- wonder with him whether he spells four, three, four, five games where we don't see him. Then he yeah, comes up maybe. again. And, and, yeah. and, and if that's the case, the title-winning teams aren't usually, inverted commas, babysitting those players, Rob. You know, the, the, the teams... I'm just trying that, to save the club some money, Rob. Yeah, and, and, and I hear it, and... and, and some of that, I think, you know, if we were in the club, whether we were watching it, whether we were part of the coaching staff or we were a teammate, I think we'd know the answer because you see him day in, day out, and yeah. you see the learnings, you see. I think the bits that we see, the 90 minutes or the sub-appearances, it's hard to really say. I do agree with you that he's different, and I think some of that is learning. I think some of that's maturity. I think he's had a couple of disappointments that have kind of shocked him a little bit with the England thing and his form and one or two things with the manager maybe not playing him. And I think that doesn't do you any harm as a young player. Just kind of puts you back on thing. Let me get back to track to my football. And that's the most important thing. Um, so I hear you. And it, 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 it's, it's a gamble that if, if you're Ollie and, 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 and I've got other spots to fill, mm. I'd, gamble on, I'd, I'd gamble on him. I'd save a little bit of money there and say, let's just yeah. see. Let's see, yeah. <clears throat> where you are. I, w- I just want to go back to something you, you talked of today because I thought it, w- it was fascinating today. I thought we saw, we didn't see the, the very best of Harry Kane and because of the game, the way the game played out, it certainly was involved. In I just thought the centre forward, Rob, is still a great thing. 
I, I know Pep loves his false nines, and I know two cows, but a centre forward. I watched Edison, Edison Cavani today, and you made the point, and, and I was interested because as I was watching it, for the second goal, I think it was the, the first goal when he gets his shot in, he's central in the pitch. He makes a run, and the run is that he never turns his back to the ball. He opens himself up, he pulls yeah. to the side, and now he's yeah. facing the goal with his yeah. shot, and he takes a shot, and Fred, it's, that's brilliant, brilliant yeah. centre play move, centre forward yeah. movement. And, yeah. and it just made me think that it's great to have the peps who are changing it in the false nines and the two calls who's doing the, the habits and the these. But you know what? Centre forward, a good yeah. centre forward. Yeah. And we had two good ones on the pitch today. Cool. Mm. They're still worth their weight in goal, mate. Yeah, let, let's follow up with that, Rob. So, Edison Cavani, we know um, that he's unsure about staying at Manchester United. Yeah. How much of a priority or, or how important is it that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tries to... Ooh. Um, it's a two-part question here. Tries to get mm. in, and also, by the way, again, we sort of talked in the fantasy football in the studio. Yeah. If you break the bank, if you're Man United, yeah, and you say, you know what, let's bring in Harry Kane to take that next yeah. step to yeah. challenge Man City because he's mm-hmm. guaranteed goals. Yeah. Give me, yeah. Your, give me your t- and, and and all your budget is probably going to have to go on Kane. So you're going to have to get what get get by with the centre backs and the midfield the same. Yeah. Would you be, would you consider that as a as a Let's do it. And also, what do you think about Cavani in terms of him staying? Okay, so it's interesting. If if I could if I could convince Cavani to have another year, I might put Harry on hold. With with other things, well, Harry on hold there. is not on hold, is he? Yeah, it's I know. So, yeah, so so I might say to, on the Harry one for for to go 110, 120, all my eggs in that basket and stuck. I mean. As great as the goals come and we know everything else, there might be an injury, Rob. There might be an ankle that I'm missing for two months. I think if I could keep, get Cavani to stay, I'm working out Martial, whether that's going to get me money or not. I've got Greenwood coming. I've got Rashford. I've got people who can sing it. I take Cavani with what I've got, Ben Kane. But, uh, but listen, yeah. it's not a bad second option, by the way. I'm, I'm happy to go all in with H. Yeah. I'm happy to yeah. go all in with a big guy, and 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 then, and then that's that that that's sorted. Then that that's done, and then I've got to figure out the the three underneath, and then work maybe central midfield player, centre back. Starts looking decent then. Let, let's swing it back, Rob, onto the main talking point because there's great yeah. reaction, which we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna play in a minute from both managers. <laughs> yeah. Just want to get your take, Rob, mm. on the human son. With a little flick in the face from Scott Tom- yeah. Tomine. Yeah. Again, I'll, I'll say my bit first. I guess. Yeah, I yeah, you're, you're in the studio. Again, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't feel good about it. I didn't, I didn't like the way that now everything is scrutinised. That there's yeah. a goal going in. Okay, let's rewind it back. Let's find ways to maybe, you know, negate it or, or for it to be cancelled. I think the referee had a good view of it, Robbie Earl. You know, he, he tries to get pulled by Son. He reacts by trying to push him away. The hand does strike the face. And then, of course, lovely football from United to score mm. the goal. But it is called back and a foul is given. Now, we get the replays, of course, when we do, yeah. when we, when we yeah. do this. Yeah. And you yeah. get slow motion. He's deliberately pushing him away. He flicks him in the face. So I'm kind of like, I feel like, well, yeah, I guess it's probably a foul. Or as my, my thing drops out of my ear. Mm. But yeah. are, we really, are, we re- are we really saying that that's a clear and obvious error? That, no. that goal was scored no. and it should be chalked no. off. I, so I, I, I get why it was chalked off. I hate the, the, the way that we got there and the way now that football is being so scrutinised and analysed and, and sanitised where, my goodness, a little bit of contact in a game it, it is, is like not really allowed if a goal is scored. What, what was your take on it? Um, I didn't like it. And I didn't think it was clear and obvious. And I don't think it's actually OK that now in the day of war we do... To me, it's not a foul. The referee looked at it. If, if he even thought about a second look, I think he looks, he worries how his son is. He let the play yeah. go. He goes yeah. to the thing. It's almost like re-refereeing. And the other, there's a couple of things that, that come back to me. Now, you always try and think, right, if I'm in that position. I think if Scott McTominay's got the ball, Rob, and, and, and you, you tell me if you're different, maybe you had a different way of doing things. When you've got the ball and I'm attacking with the ball, I can really only concentrate on one thing. Sometimes it's a ball or sometimes it's the guy who's coming. So I'm holding him off and I'm letting the ball run and I'm just making yeah. sure I've got my body. Or I'm concentrating on the ball and I'm just kind of got my arm as a bit of a reaction to, you know, keeping somebody yeah. away. 
I yeah. thought it was the same. I thought that Tomine was worried was with the ball, and his hand just goes back. Now his hand could have hit his arm, his shoulder, his, his chest, chest yeah. his face. It just brushed in his face. To me, Robert, this contact in our game, to me, that is not a foul. The referees then put under pressure. I think it's re-refereed from the VAR. Yeah. They look and say, oh, are you sure about that? He does catch him in the face. I know he catches him in the face, but that isn't, yeah. a, that isn't a, a foul for me. If your hand goes in the face in that way and I'm concentrating on the ball, that's not a foul. I thought it was a terrible, terrible decision. And, and, and I know and, and, and people are saying, well, you know, I understand in the VAR. It's not a foul, yeah. though. I don't care about VAR. That these, these times when you do chuck your arm out, and 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 that be, that's a foul. But we have seen them given as fouls, Rob. When you chuck your arm, I, I know we've seen. It. Yeah, I've seen them given. But but we've got to, we've got to be to to better VAR. We've got to be able to say that's not one of them. Don't get involved. Yeah, don't, don't get involved. They stay off that. That that's okay. But we yeah. if, if if we keep saying oh well in the letter of the law and because of VAR we're never going to eradicate them. It, to me, it's a brilliant goal and, and it's a beautiful finish by Cavani that's yeah. taken away because of the brush in in the face yeah. that McTominay's not meant to do. It's different if McTominay's McTominay's got the ball and he sees things and he has a look and thinks right or he'll have one of them. It's it's not that Rob. We've been there enough times. I'm an attacking midfield player. I know sometimes as I'm running, I've got to kind of keep that guy off me. But I'm I'm concentrating on the ball. I'm not concentrating where I'm catching him. I'm just making sure there's distance between me and him. Yeah, I mean there was an incident earlier on the game, Rob, that we went back and looked again with poor Pogba and, and mm. uh, you know. Is that all we're gonna? We, we, we're gonna we're gonna sanitize the game. I think you said no, no. we're gonna t- we're no. gonna just keep rewinding back till we find something. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. see that contract. <laughs> oh, that, oh well, you know what I mean. Where are oh, we? No. I mean, it, it led to a a, a fascinating um, set of opinions from the two managers after the game, didn't it? In terms of the actions of Son and, and the actions of Jose Mourinho. And I know you, you, you talked about it on the show. We're, we're going to play on on the on the, our podcast here, and then we'll, we'll pick up after that. I have to say, if my son stays down like this for three minutes and he gets ten of his mates around him, to, uh, to if if he gets that in the face from his one of his other mates and he get, needs ten mates to uh, to help him up, yeah, he won't won't get any food. And I'm I'm still saying I'm saying the same now as I did with the first time we played him. Look, first of all, let me tell you something. I'm very, very surprised that after the comments that Oli made on Sony, he don't ask me about it. Because, and I told Oli already this, because I met him just a few minutes ago. If is me telling that player A, B or C from another club, if it was my son, I wouldn't give him dinner tonight or something like that, what would be the reaction of that level? It's, it's very, very sad. And I, I, I think it's really sad that you don't ask me about it. It's really sad that you don't have the moral honesty to treat me the same way you treat others. In relation to that, I just want to say, Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. Because I think a father, I am a father, I think a father, you have always to feed your kids, doesn't matter what they do. If you have to steal to feed your kids, you steal. I'm very, very disappointed. And because with me, like we say in Portugal, bread is bread and cheese is cheese. I told already Oli what I think about his, uh, his comments. And I have to tell you that I'm very, very disappointed that in five, six, seven questions, you ignore the dimension of that comment. Oh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I mean, standing ovation, isn't it? Standing yeah. ovation for, for Jose. I mean, that, that, that's... Deflecting of the highest order. That that that's in, he, in, in, in his yeah. quote book. He, he's gone to the to his big journal of, of quotes. It's really high. Found found the put. Yeah, he, that, that's high level high level quote. I mean, th- th- there's obviously a little bit of like translation thing here. I mean, first of yeah. all, by the way, 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's, it's like it's kind of this weird, awkward analogy that he, he was struggling for words. And to be fair, it is a bit of an attack on Son and the Spurs players, teammates, which is not, it's not great to do that. You don't often hear other mm. managers, you know, attacking really. But it's kind of awkward what he said with a, yeah, he wouldn't get food. I mean, come on, Jose. He didn't literally mean he's not going to feed his kid. I, 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 mean, I, was, I, I was slightly confused. Does he mean my son as in the, 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 the child that his wife gave him? Does he mean my son and my human son? I was lost a bit on the sons at, at one point. And then obviously Jose jumps in with his, you know, his father's a better man than, than thing. I mean, it's, it, it is interesting, and I agree. And it's, it's classic Jose. He's found something that he can hone in on. Yeah. It takes yeah. away from all discussion in terms of the defending and the goals and where they are in the Champions League. Well, that, that none of that gets spoken. Perfect, he can walk out, yeah. which, which is very Jose. Um, in terms of Volley, in terms yeah. of Volley, Rob, uh, I didn't like that he's talking about opposition players because I don't, I, I don't think that he needs to. And I think he and Manchester United, in the way football is now, he can be bigger and better than that. What I slightly did like is you're manager of Manchester United and you've got the media and sometimes use it. And that's okay, Ollie. Because at times we've sat there and said he looks like a bit of the rabbit in the headlights and that. And yeah. do you know what? Yeah, he's yeah, got a bit it's more okay feisty. To be, yeah, it's okay to be feisty now and then. It's okay to chuck a couple of things in now and then. So Alex Ferguson yeah. was the master of it and we saw what he did over the time in winning trophies. Um, and his team, you know, Ollie's got his team going well, they're playing well, everything's okay. Right. Looking right, I just don't feel he needs that's a road. He just he doesn't need to go down that road, but he can come out. He can start coming out with a few of these cryptics and chuck a couple of things in now and just get people's back up or you know, draw get a bit of confidence into his team or affect the referees or affect things because that's what the big managers do. And Jose Mourinho is the master at using the media. Rob, like we're going to move on to the next game in a second, but but mm. but it's not going to work with us. This isn't going to work with us. Let's get back to Jose Mourinho. They yeah. are Spurs now at seventh in the league table. Yeah. There's six points off of the top of the top four. There's teams yeah. like um, Liverpool and Chelsea in in the way in between with more points than Spurs. Yeah. I think their their chances of top four now are done and dusted. You know, they're in a League Cup final against Man City. League Cup final in, is, in two where weeks. Where are we with Jose Mourinho? Is this, we were where is I this, said the other day, Rob. There's a divorce coming if we're not. There's a divorce coming in this massive this well, great union. What's your criteria for it, for it to be a divorce divorce coming? Is is in a no League Cup win, so you don't get the right. that, that right. saves probable. you. That's, that's probable. probable, and you don't make the top four. Um, well, that's possibly, probable. yeah, possibly don't make European football. Is, is, is a possible. I mean, Europa League is still a target, but not making European football would be disastrous. Disastrous for a man who's been paid the money to go the next step. A team that made Champions League finals and, and lost, and, and, and okay, we need somebody to take us to the next step. That's the next step, but it's a big old next step backwards. It, yeah. This isn't a chairman who's going to throw a load of money. I wanted to chuck one question at you before we go. One question. And... We'll talk about his team in a while, and I'll talk about another team. If Marcelo Bielsa had this group of players, what would we see? Better quality <laughs> players in most departments than what Leeds have got. Better quality individuals in most departments than what Leeds have got. I would, I would feel with the way he plays, and I know he's got to get his thing and all that. Yeah, I think that's, it, yeah. I think that's top four football. When when he's had two and a half, when he's had the time at a club that Jose's had, yeah. I think you, you, you're talking to. So it's doable, Rob. It's doable with this group of players you talk about. But he'd have Deli Ali in his team. He'd have Gareth. No, they're not in his playing. Team. He's not using them. So this guy them. is going. You know, he's now gone to Rodin and die again. Alderel's gone. Yeah. Sanchez's gone. Tang- I mean, where are we with the okay progression? Well, okay, yeah. who's his centre back pairing? Who's yeah, his best fullback? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, let's let's move it on, mate. We we, uh, we can talk all day about those two clubs. Okay, you talked about Leeds United, Rob, and yeah, they got a stunning, stunning result. Man City won, Leeds United two. And I'm going to go straight to my underappreciated performer of the week, my friend, because it's a player that I'm sure I've given credit before, and I love him. I love this player, Stuart Dallas. Stuart Dallas. Did you know Ooh, much Dallas. about Stuart Dallas before this season? 
I didn't know much about Stuart. Northern Duncan. Ireland international didn't know. I mean, one of those who you know in the Premier League and and, and watched a bit of Championship. Saw him mean, a couple of times when I've watched Leeds and Champions, but didn't know what he what you know what he was. One of those who's coming to Premier League, and you're probably thinking, you know, this is a big challenge. What's the step? Just yeah. so important. It's, it's just another important cog in in that of, of a number of Leeds players, Rob. Who, yeah, first time in this league, and up. like really. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, Jack Harrison. There's a, the, mm. I mean, he can play in different spots. He's playing Ailing, in the field. He's Cooper, Ailing, great. Jack Harrison, Cal- yeah. Bamford, Bamford. Done way better than, than you might expect of a team coming mm. from the Championship into the Premier League. So, you know, it, it, he, I mean, talk about, you know, one of the best underappreciated, you know, you talk about an underappreciated, like the, the best yeah. underappreciated season. He's not far off of what they're doing and what he's done for this team. Stunning victory. Amazing. Yeah. 10 men against the Man City team. It wasn't the strongest City team, but you still got to go against it. They got out of 10 men. They got out of 10 men, Rob, and nothing changes with this Leeds team. In fact, it's almost like they want to prove a point more so now with 10. I mean, you know, they're flying through. Rafinha's going flying down that wing. You know, Dallas is making runs late on in games. You know, when most other teams, you know, it's like backs to the wall. Let's just hold out. Give see. This team are like, no. That ain't who we are. That ain't how we built. That's not our personality. I my notes on this game. So I was at home watching this game. Rob, yeah. is like, isn't it refreshing? Yeah, that yeah, a team goes to play Man yeah. City mm. and they don't just go there and damage yeah. limitation. Yeah. They get behind the ball and you know, oh, they've scored a goal and stuff. He had a man sent off. Let's just stay behind the ball and, and coast. He, the manager on the sideline, treated mm-hmm. it. And so then did the players, like a cup final. Yeah, like old yeah. school, Robin, we'd go, you go Wimbledon, I'd go Middlesbrough yeah, to a big yeah. club, and you're like, you like, you dream of winning, and you yeah. give everything to try and win a game. Not like now, when most clubs like, you know what, you know, it's difficult. Yeah, they're, they're better, better than us. They're, they're, so, yeah, they're I, I just thought it was tremendous motivation and belief from the manager through the players. And you're right, Stuart Dallas, all the running that they had to do to try and stop City in that game. And I yeah. get all the stats, all the numbers of shots and stuff. Mm. He was still willing to make a run right forward in the 90 plus minute to go and win the game for his team. Tells you everything about the club and where it is right now with the manager yeah. and this group yeah. of players that. That, that it looks weird because they've got people running with others. Like it's man-to-man stuff all over the pitch, yeah. all over. Uh, it looks kind of weird, but I, I got to say, I just thought it was stunning and, and a, a, certainly a, a day to, to really, I guess we've done it a lot and people might say, oh, here we go again, Leeds United. But aren't they proving to everybody, Rob, that there's a different way to play this game. There's a different tactical approach from this manager and, and, yeah. and, young, and players from the Championship have stepped up at this level, at this stage of the season with tremendous energy levels. Um, brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, against the best team in the league. Against the yeah. best team in the league. I've got, I've got to say, Robert, and, and he's becoming one of my favourites, Calvin Phillips. Just love, love, yeah. love this kid, mate, just in terms of what he does. Another one who was, was, was um, I think, more of a box-to-box midfield player. I think Piazza's brought him in. You know, he reads the game well. He's got great passing um, from, from deep. He looks for Rafinha for balls. Um, and it, it was interesting. I just want to quickly go back to, to remind some of our viewers. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, listen. If you get a chance, listen to one with uh, Parag Murata, the um, the senior executive who's at Leeds. And he talked about the personality, didn't he? And, and what attracted him. And he said it was like what Leeds are about. That they come to the Premier League, and people already know who they are and what they're about. And can they be te- people's second team? And I kind of feel they're getting that. I kind of feel like in in a world where if you come up from a league, you're not supposed to do what Leeds do. You're supposed to be a bit inferior. You're supposed to be a little bit inferior. That Leeds aren't that side. They kind of stand for, you know what, I'm going up and I'm going to have a real good go at things. And, and there's something that's admirable about that, 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 I don't know, that West Bromwich Albion will go down and go, hmm, wonder if. There's, there's no wonder ifs with Leeds. Yeah, it's it's... You know, it's certainly one of the biggest stories of the season. The way that they have jumped up into the Premier League and done such a such a great, great job. Where are they now? They're they're tenth. They're tenth. tenth yeah, yeah. Without a worry, uh, you know, no relegation worries. Just quickly turning on to City, Rob, because it's been an interesting yeah. week. Not 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 a great result um, against Dortmund. A two-one win that means there's work to be done in the second leg. Uh, a, a, a defeat now in the league. You you watched the Dortmund game and said you felt City weren't quite looked a little bit nervy and whatever. I mean. Interesting couple of weeks coming up for City. Um, the, 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 you've got the game in the Champions League. You've got a League Cup coming up 
um, and an FA Cup semi-final uh, yes. against Chelsea in the next couple of, couple of weeks. So, are the are you okay with the form that you know wasn't all the big players? Are you okay that they're in the right spot? We talked about quadruple, you know, a month ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, in the next three weeks, three competitions could be nearly there, or certainly one there, and, and the rest nearly there, or it could be three competitions. You could be out of three competitions. I'm still more worried with their performance against Dortmund when they won mm. than this performance against Leeds where they lost. There's a lot okay. of changes there. You mm. know, it's not often they've got caught. Like Zinchenko in midfield in the and Mendy. Yeah, he played in midfield with Fernandinho yeah. uh, Bernardo. Um, yeah. so, you know, Nathan Ake played defensively, Rob. So you mm. had some of the key defenders out. Um, again, the, the Dortmund game is the, is the game now for next week. We're going to, of course, we'll, we'll watch and we'll get back on a pod yeah. again. But no, I, I don't think there's a, a significant cause for concern. The Champions League is obviously what we know that they're really after. And if they get back to the normal football that City have yeah. played all season and not the nervy, edgy one in the first leg in that competition, then they're still on for all the four competitions. Yeah, you, know, okay. you, could, you could think, well, they weren't great against Dortmund, they lost against Leeds, but I don't think it's, it's that mm. situation um, at all. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. All right. Okay, my friend, let's move it on to the reigning champions who I I feel couldn't find a win all year. Um, Dramatic, emotional, late winner against Aston Villa. Trent Alexander-Arnold, the world's best fullback, according to his manager. Uh, I think in front of the England manager as well, got a goal and and put in a performance that if ever Liverpool needed a late winner, my friend, it was this weekend to, to... Boost things ahead of a, a, a tough Champions League uh, against Madrid. I think 3-1 down in, in that game. Uh, mm. Give themselves a chance to top four football. For this club, for this group of players, just to feel that maybe a little bit of momentum is coming back as they hit the, the, the last sort of stage of the season. Yeah, I think there's a few interesting things here, Rob. The team lineup, yeah, uh, and the approach and the, the scenes at the end, this was a big mm-hmm. game for, for Yeah, me. huge. A real big game at Anfield where they've struggled massively, massively struggled in scoring goals at Anfield. A uh, big, strong team. Defensively, th- that's it's yeah. the obvious thing. Kabak, yeah. I thought, poor for the uh, Ollie Watkins goal. He didn't sniff yeah. the danger. He didn't get goal side that we've seen before. Um, but the way that they came back and the substitutions that were made and... Uh, you know, Thiago was involved in the game uh, and, and the Trent yeah. Alexander-Arnold uh, winner in front of Gareth Southgate, the manager. Fabinho went back to centre-back, Kabak came out. So mm. it's like, that's what they, I think, I guess that's, there's better insurance when Fabinho's back there. So it's just, I just thought it was a very important win for the top four. Um, and the subs, the subs helped out with Shaqiri and Thiago involved um, mm. going forward and for the winning goal. So, I just thought it was a big day, and, and it felt like a big day, given given yeah. the lineup that the manager put out, and then of course the way that they finished the game. I remember the game that I think it was last season when Villa first came up, and Jim, I, it's one of those games I always point to certain games in in, in a title winning season, and they were one 0 down to Villa away from home. I don't know if you remember the game. I think Andrew Robertson came with a far post header with like ten minutes to go, eighty odd minutes of ball. Sadio Mane I think came up win. They won two one at Villa mm. away, and we kind of went. 
wow, that's mm. that's what you know. This was kind of a similar win in a different vein with Trent Alexander for all that he's gone through and a difficult week for him. Brilliant goal, yeah. absolutely brilliant goal. I thought his defending was better. Uh, of course, mm. he can still improve, but I thought he had an eye on his defending. I thought there, there were. It was an emotional day. You saw the scenes after with Jurgen Klopp and his staff and the players. That that was big. And I, and I wanted to give a bit of love, uh, Musty. I think you might have done it a, a, a few weeks ago. Mo Salah, by the way. Mo, Mo Salah. Yeah. Yeah. a bit of love, my friend. 19 Premier League goals. Um, yeah. I, I read a lovely line where it said, Liverpool have got to live with Mo, Mo Salah's misses, but they can't do without his hits. So he's not quite the, 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 the top, but... But he's enough to still come up with some big moments for him. Gets him yeah. back into games. Reacts off the 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 Robert the Robo shot and gets his header in. Nineteen yeah. Premier League goals. He's still Robber with the front three is the one you still would draw yeah. the, a, a chance to fall to. He's yeah, still you know, my ignite thing. And and he's and by the way, he's desperate for the golden boot. Absolutely desperate oh, yeah. for the golden boot. So that's going to drive him on as well as the games. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, like that greedy goal scorer. And, and there's sometimes yeah. where. I guess it is a negative where he, where he shoots maybe when he shouldn't mm. shoot and he doesn't pass mm. when he should pass or he doesn't always make a great assisting pass. But the fact that he's a hungry goal scorer that loves scoring goals and always gets in positions is a really strong part of it. Sadio Mane yeah. last season was kind of the, I don't know, the main man in, in some ways. Yeah. He did. He has gone right off the boil. Left out of this 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 lineup. Mm. Joe Jota played on the left-hand side. Firmino back up front. Um, but this season, again, Mo, Mo Salah... I mean, he's a little scorer. I mean, who else would you have in, in, in yeah. your, on your right-sided forward? In, it was nobody. Nobody yeah. you'd have before him. 28 goals in 43 appearances. 19 Premier League goals in 30 appearances. I mean, the numbers are, are, are ridiculous. And that, that's been over a couple of seasons now. You just mm. kept producing those numbers. And I suppose the big question is, moving forward, and that, while this yeah. was, was a huge win to get them on, how does the midweek look against Madrid? Is there, is, is, there, is, is there a night? Is, is there another special Liverpool night in them? Well, there is, but does that need the fans there behind them to produce that special mm. night? They, they, can, they can win this game and go through. Uh, they've got the goals, and uh, interesting. Yeah, 2 0 is next. 2 0 gets them through. Yeah. But is it going to be nil? Who's going to play mm. centre back? Somebody say, yeah, it's still defending, isn't it? There's going to be a period in that game, there'll be two 10-minute periods when it's on, when you're going to have to defend for your life. I'm not sure if Liverpool are good enough to get through those periods without conceding. I think they can score, but I'm not sure if they can go through the bit. There'll be a time in the game when you're thinking they're hanging in here and you've got to be hanging. Are those, does he trust the two kids enough? Does he have to put Fabinho back there? Yeah. Just, I'm just not sure about that bit of, of the team. Yeah, I'm not. Also, with Liverpool going to be pushing at home, Trent's going to be going forward. The space in behind them, you know, Phillips mm. and Quebec possibly playing back there as well. I just think that Real Madrid won't won't not score. Um, yeah, they are coming off the Clasico, aren't they, against Barcelona? Yeah, it's a tough, intense game. So, yeah, so yeah, traveling and tired, maybe, yeah. First goal, massive, isn't it? First goal, Liverpool get it. We, yep. we got a proper game on, on, on that night. But, yeah, great win for Liverpool in the league that keeps the Champions League hopes alive. Big, big yep. week in Europe coming up for the Reds. Let, let's move it to um, Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel. What I would say, Robbie Musso, is the best 45 minutes I've seen Chelsea play under Tuchel against a poor Palace team who didn't really turn up. But... Lots of encouraging things for Thomas Tuchel at Sellers Park. Well, yeah, I, I like the lineup. Very attacking yeah, lineup. Yeah. I kind of like it when Hudson Odoi is wing back because it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a legit attacking threat. That, so is that when, you know, when they think they're going to have that much ball that he's going to have more attacking than defending to do? Is that kind yeah. of? I kind of feel that's when you know. The team who we think we're going to dominate possession, we can go there. Maybe when I need a bit more defensive, I have to go Rhys James. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I like it. I like it. I mean, they were excellent. Chelsea are excellent. Yeah. And when Graham yeah. so talked to Thomas Tuchel in the Inside the Mind series, um, one of the strongest lines that, that we've heard uh, is that he's saying that we're working 85% uh, in training yeah. on attacking yeah. 
patterns and trying to get better because defensively and possession and, and which then means territory has been pretty good. It's just the last little piece of creativity hasn't always been there. They've been working on it. And I think Christian Pulisic, and, and I may, he, I'm not sure he may have started one other time there, but Christian Pulisic, the left-sided forward, is his yeah, ideal time. position in this in this team. And there was a, some thought that he couldn't play in this system with Tuchel. Um, I never, I never bought into that. I think he's ideal for the left-sided, like a little left-sided number ten when they play in behind Kai Havertz. Havertz again showed signs of the quality that he's got. He yeah, like brings a ball down, and he's got quality. He needs that. I think his manager said afterwards that he needs to show more personality. Yeah, I think that's just the, something the, the that aggression. Might, I think he said the aggression. aggression is yeah, yeah, want to yeah. finish more. Yeah, just want to score a few more mm. goals because he's got the talent to do it. Mason Mount, enough said. <clears throat> he's yeah. just. Having one of those seasons, but no, I think for Chelsea fans, could that, that be the best be... three? Could that be the best three, or just Timo Werner come into that? Obviously, people will look at his numbers. I mean, against not great opposition in, in Palace, where it wasn't a good day for Palace. I thought that looked really threatening at times. Once or twice, Habit came in, Pulisic went on, lovely interplay yeah. for the goals. Habit can Habit can lead the line a little bit. He's, he's, he's a big man, isn't he? He's physical. He's got a lovely touch on the ball. I mean. Do, do you have to find a Werner? A, a fifth I don't, I don't, scoring Werner? I think Werner plays in the Champions League on Tuesday against Porto. I think that's part of it. You said he was going to rest him anyway. Mm. I think Pulisic will, will sit out. I don't think he'll start. I think Pulisic's got to do maybe a little bit more to persuade his manager. With, the goals, though, with threats. I know. I mean, I know, let's, I know. Just, let's just say from a week ago, Rob, well, we see him coming off against West Bromwich Albion. Maybe a little bit critical of him. Maybe he did the right thing in in in, in his injury. He, he hit the ball. I think came on as a sub against Porto midweek. Gets a couple of goals this time. Mm. Probably if he starts or on the bench, will have an influence in the game. In yeah. fairness to him, he deserves a bit of credit because listen, it could have gone yeah, the yeah. other way. Um, and, and he's come through, got a couple of goals, which we've said if he's going to play and he gets yeah. goals and he gets assists, yeah. that's what keeps you in the team. That gives you a chance. Yeah, he can't do any more. He can't do any more. He's been, he's been, it has been unfair. He's had very yeah. few looks with yeah. Thomas Tuchel. It, 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 Tuchel's I, I almost like, yes, play, if, he, if he's fit and he isn't worried about the injury, I've got a feeling they might start him against Porter. I just think that pace, that, that drive is, 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 is lightning at the moment. Werner isn't, Werner's quick, but when he gets there, he probably hasn't got the confidence Pulis got in front of the goal. The only thing with Porto having to go at the game, Rob, isn't Werner ideal for the counter-attack? Yeah. To get that pace in behind. Yeah. But uh, he ain't far off. He can't do any more mm. than he's doing. Play, no. play well, produce. Assists, goals, he's doing it. So he puts mm. a pressure on the manager to know that he can do it in that particular role. So he's did, done very, very well. And I just think that Werner will be selected with Mount and Havertz for the next game. Um, but, of course, he's a, he's a lot closer now to a starting berth, you'd think. Yeah, really good day for Thomas Tuchel. Well, first time under Tuchel, they've scored more than two goals in, in, in any game. Yeah. It's a good 4 on one against Palace, which will do them no harm, leading in, into the midweek. Uh, let's move it on to what was, was an interesting game, Rob, and I, I, didn't, I, wasn't as, I didn't get your take during the, um, during the broadcast on yeah. West Ham 3, Leicester 2. Uh, a huge game for both teams in a race for a top-four spot. I mean, the headlines before the ball was kicked that Leicester um, had a number of players who weren't uh, involved in the squad due to disciplinary action. Uh, Mason, uh, James Madison, uh, had Andrew Chowdhury and uh, Jose Perez. And I didn't also hear that Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan and Harvey Barnes as well. And Harvey Barnes, yes. That's five key players. I mean, whether Bonds was fit enough or not and, and whether Wes Morgan would have played, but five key players Madison in the group. Madison was, was, is huge uh, and, and would have played by the Perez, would have been involved. Um, broke club protocol rules. Uh, I believe last week we're going to some party or some, some function. Um, and Brendan Rodgers felt he, he, was, he had to do something strong and decided that he wasn't going to involve him in the squad this week, that they'd be back next week. But he felt... Stopping them playing in a game was a bigger discipline than maybe finding them or doing something else. Um, I sense you, and it's a little bit like the Obama Young one, yeah, although slightly different circumstances. It's like, is there, are you hurting yourself and are you hurting the team and are you hurting the club by not playing them? Or are you right to stick to your principles and say, I have to come down on this one? It's one of them, I don't think these are right and wrong, but obviously having lost the game 3-2, I don't think, listening to Brendan Rodgers, he regrets making the decision, but it's one of those that maybe some fans might think 
I'd rather James Madison play and find him two weeks' wages. Yeah. They said they're going to come back into the squad and they'll be available for next weekend. Well, I, I just think it's hurt. Like you just said it. That's my take on it. Listen, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and maybe the majority of fans out there believe that the managers have to show this and they have to discipline. It's a discipline. They, they broke the rules. And by the way, I'd love to know a little bit more details there. For that amount of players and for Wes Morgan, experienced player, knows what it takes mm. to get to the mm. very top, winning the Premier League title. I, 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 listen, I'm not arguing that, that, that they break the rules, but like that's a lot of players to do that. And I, I don't know. I don't, we, we, we don't, I'm sure we don't know all the details. I just think Madison today is exactly the player that they missed. There was no mm. link. That, that, yeah. well, Leicester City was the worst I've seen them play for a long, long time. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, and actually, Vardy have been good. They've been good when the ball's been played in behind and clever, smart mm. play. Madison would have been that guy to get it, to turn, to slide little through balls and little dinks over the top and create stuff. Nothing was going for Leicester City. Really disappointing. And, and then you've got the, like, the hangover of all the players that were, you're out of the squad. I just, I just don't know whether it is the right way. Find them. Future conduct. You know, what extra training or non-days off or something other than affecting their match day. Mm. It's interesting, and I'll play slightly de- devil's advocate on this one, but I kind of like, like what Brendan Rodgers did on this one, Rob. And, and I, I feel it's slightly different from the over where you're late for a meeting or that's happened. And, and listen, Arteta got that right on the day and, and he won. You know, Brent, Brent Rogers made his call, he lost. So you might say you, it might be easier to criticise or there might be real. I just think when you break a COVID protocol, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to quote what, what, what Brendan Rogers said, but some things are bigger than football. He's created a standard on and off the pitch for his football club, and the players have to understand and respect what the nation are going through. To not put a too fine a point on it, one of these players goes to, to an event, picks up COVID, a variant, plays in the game. His teammates may get it. The opposition may get it. The, the consequences of what they did is beyond... Straight but discipline. I, but me, I Rob. think it's, it's, a bigger, just, it's a bigger thing than that. But my understanding, because I asked Rebecca and we kind of talked about it, like, yeah. were they not, were they quarantining? Were they not allowed to mix up? That wasn't the case, as if like that wasn't a fear of infecting his teammates. It was more oh, like wow. a purely, you, 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 you've, you've broke protocols, you, you, you know, you shouldn't have been there and we're going to discipline you in this way. So I know what okay. you're saying and I know what the yeah. bigger picture is. And the yeah. health of everybody, of course, is super important. But my understanding was that mm-hmm. they weren't not there because health reasons and protocols, they couldn't okay. be. Okay, yeah. They could have been. We just You just said, you know what? Listen, it's one of those again. Yeah, that- we don't, you never know the detail and we're hearing what we hear from the outside. Any Listen, Brendan Rodgers drew a line and signed it and, and you know, yeah. Obviously, players didn't play. They're back in next week. I'm sure he's going to want to move on. In terms of of, of Leicester, Rob, how are you feeling about? Are we going to have another Leicester? Oh, here we go again between now and the end of the season. Oh, I, I was looking at they've yeah. got West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. Their last three games, Robbie Musto, are Man United away, Chelsea away, Spurs at home. Hmm. Well, the, the the ones before that can 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 if they yeah, can win West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. Well, win every one of those, and they should be good. But they they, I mean, I, Rebecca asked me before the show, before the game. Leicester are going to be okay, are, are they? I, she said, I'm, you know, "I'm not so sure." Mm. I said, "Well, I think I think with the points that they've got, fifty six points now, mm. uh, most players are fit. Didn't have all the details of all these players that that, that, yeah. that broke the rules or whatever." But now, of course, one result, and that's the thing with this league. And, and you talk yeah. about drama, and there's always something going on. Now, all of a sudden, momentum, the way that they looked today, and the way that, that, that Chelsea and Liverpool played, and the, and the little, like, the, the determination they played with to get in that top four, mm-hmm. I guess we've got a great race, Rob. We've got a great race yeah. with West Ham. Yeah, they've got top four spots now. I mean, two, yeah. two are nailed on. It looks like they still they, they, they still have some to go for. Listen, just before we move on, I want to get to my underappreciated uh, player of the week. And um, Jesse Lingard would probably win it every week. He's pulled on a West Ham shirt so far. I mean, eight goals, three assists and nine. But I mean, again, ridiculous numbers. And I just want to get a, a, your, your opinion on Jesse in a minute. But my underappreciated performer of the week goes to the captain, Mark Noble, uh, Robin Musto, who made oh. his 400th 
yeah. Premier League appearance for West Ham United today. Uh, I think there's only eight players who've ever hit that milestone in, in Premier League history. Um, he, he's been in un- England under, I think, 16 through to 21, never quite made a full cap, has had a career up and down with this 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 team in the Premier League. He's stuck with them in the championship. He's captain this team. He, he gives everything. You know, coming towards the end of his career, and he said, I think, end of next season, you know, that will be hit, him done. David Moyes has already gone on record and said, I want, you know, Mark Noble to play as long as, as, as he could. But as long as I'm at the football club, there'll be a place for him on my staff. I think he's so important. Uh, yeah. And I just wanted to shout out, you know, with, with no Declan Rice and no Mikel Antonio and, you know, two of their star players, he still comes in, he still does a job, he still has apparently a massive influence over the dressing room. And he's one of those, he's a he's an unsung hero. He, you know, he hasn't won as many trophies as, as others. He hasn't won Champions League and that, but he's had a really good Premier League, 400 Premier League appearances in one club. Tells you, you know, the durability you talk about, you know, the being there yeah. every week and getting through some tough times uh, this football club have had, not least, yeah. you know, moving from Upton Park and into the uh, London Stadium. And there's one yeah. thing, Rob, Rob I, was, I was just doing a little bit of research and just let me have a little look about what Mark Noble, and again, not for public knowledge, he donated $30 million, $30,000 to a COVID course for people around West Ham who were struggling for food and struggling for, for, um, essentials around the COVID period and he's, he's that guy he's a West Ham man and he, he cares about his football club and he cares about his community and, and that's why I wanted to, to give him my unappreciated performance of the week It's a great shout Rob and, and as long as there's Mark Nobles and mm. Marcus Rashford's they set an example and mm. wouldn't it be a, wouldn't it be like a crime if 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 players from certain areas didn't put a little bit back in the community and yeah. follow the yeah. path of others I mean, it's it's rare loyalty in the game. I mean, talk about a loyal performer and a good performer for many, many seasons at a club that's had his ups and downs. Yeah, I totally agree. Well said. And, um, you know, it's nice to give appreciation to sometimes yeah. players that don't grab the headlines and are not superstar players. But 400 is a... 400. That's well it's done. That's a big number. And West Ham, just before we move on, Rob, West Ham... Yeah. Yeah. Can they do anything wrong at the moment? I mean, it's, this isn't grinding out, but It was, it was great grinding out. What, what I love from, from David Moyes, I heard it early in the season when they were in top four and then they lost the result and I think dropped out. And, and you know, someone said, well, you know, David and that. He said, no, we've we got to be disappointed. We don't, we're not in the top four. And I thought, well played, David Moyes. Today, he said, you know, 3 nil up. We've got to do better when we're 3 nil up. We can't afford to keep people getting, getting back in the game. Remember the 3-3 with Arsenal. You know, he's setting standards. He's not allowing people to go. I just want to no no Declan Rice no Michael Antonio. I want yeah. I want to go to the Jesse Lingard Rob because at the moment he's been a, a game changer for West Ham as well as you know the Suchets and the Sufals and all you know and, and then Rice's and the Nolans. So just want to create a scenario for for you, my friend. I, I was thinking, get to the end of the season, you West Ham United, you Karen Brady, and you the, the Goals and Sullivans, and, and you make a phone call to Manchester United and you say. Mr. Lingard's been with us. We, we've really enjoyed him. How much could we buy him for? And, and at the other end of the phone, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, John Murter, and maybe Darren Fletcher at the other end saying, well, you know, Jesse was in, but there's other people interested now. And the fee is $30 million, Robbie Musto, for Jesse Lingard. And I'm West Ham, and I can hear Mr. Gold and Mr. Sullivan talking, 30 million is you know, a little bit, but, you know, he's done that well. And then the phone call changes. Manchester United say, but we will give I know you coming. I know coming. <laughs> and $50 million. Jesse Lingard, let me say it again, and $50 million. And we'll have Mr. Rice. Send Mr. Rice on the next train to Manchester. All in. All day All- long. But, All day long. But, but the, the key, and I'm just putting it out there in one or two or three, the key to, to, to Jesse Lingard going to Man United, if I'm Man United is, they want this guy. Can we get Declan Rice out of that football club using Jesse Lingard and they well, go and find another midfield player? Yeah, that, that's the reports in the media. And I'm like, oh. yeah, doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, and you talk about a young player that is an almost guaranteed great fit and improves you. You've got yes. a good, a good lad, yeah. a good professional for many, many years to come. Worth spending the big money on. And this is what United always did, Rob. They picked up the best players from other clubs. West Ham have done it. Yeah. Mm. Rio Ferdinand, the biggest example. So yeah. 
I like that deal. I like that. You know, it's not a big nut initially. You get you get part exchange. A player goes in the other direction. I mean, that values. Well, you're chucking an eighty million dollar value on Declan Rice mm. if it's going to be you know thirty million plus an extra fifty. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's a good show. And whether that's going on, I don't know. I thought you were going to say. And Tottenham Hotspur get on the phone and they say, "Okay, Man United, we'll give you thirty-five million dollars." So yeah, yeah, which will uh, be I mean, if, if Jose's there, but I, I just worry that Jose might not be there, mate. Listen, let's move it on to, to the bottom yeah. end of the table because there's, there's lots of interesting stuff going on down there. Fulham nil, Wolves one. If ever Robbie Musto, you saw a disappointed face, a disappointed team, a, a disappointing result that that, that speaks volumes. Yeah. It was at Craven Cottage, it was Scotty Parker, it was Mario Lamina, it was Fulham yeah. nil, Wolves won. Well, Fulham, sadly, Rob, um, can't win. They can't yeah. win games of football at this, this, this uh, level. They've got five... five now, yeah, they've won five times in 32. There was a, there's been a little wind of, of, of possibility, um, but they haven't, they can't win games. Um, you know, the Newcastle United result that came in um, today, first game of Sunday, with their 2-1 victory, yeah. I think uh, is definitive. And I think Newcastle United now, they're not safe yet in terms of the points mathematically. But they wow, are... Six, six points, isn't it? Six points with a game with in hand. A, with a game in hand. Yeah, and two, I mean, like, Fulham, they've got to win. Yeah. They haven't got the points. So I think, you know, of course, for our broadcast and for the Premier League, we want it to go to the last game where Fulham... Host, host, Newcastle yeah, United. host Newcastle, yeah. I just don't know whether it's going to get that far. And mm. and you know, Mario Lamina's tears afterwards, Rob, of yeah, low, he's a lone player, and he's one of the, it, he's I think he's on loan from Southampton, isn't he? Well, well you know, yeah. it's surprising that with, with what seven games to go, almost felt like it was like last day or last day but one. Yeah, you don't often get loan players that, that attached, yeah, and committed, yeah, feel that strongly, which is great for, mm. for him and Scott Parker and Fulham. Yeah. Player that, that cares that much about cares, it, but it was, yeah. like, wow! Like, I, I remember when we got relegated, we had a few players crying on, on the last mm. day. That's the last day when it's yeah, the last day when it hits home, doesn't it? Twenty-one points to go, aren't they? Yeah, you just got to believe you can go and win five games that you know you haven't yeah. done before now in the end of the season. But yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be tough. But I think it was um, a big, big day for big, big weekend for Newcastle getting that that, that win. And they're putting the points difference. Oh, just, in, on, in just on the Newcastle. Um, yeah. Is there any kind of sense that Mike Ashley, this time, <laughs> did the right thing in sticking with Steve Bruce and not making a change towards the end? Because that was a sense. Like we've had Alan Shearer before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody else came in. I can't remember. Well, I think it was big. I think it was Rafa, wasn't it? Rafa came in and still couldn't keep them up. Yeah. And then they went, went down, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying. Listen, as long as they stay up, Rob, it's been the right thing. As long as they stay up. Because this club was headed for down. What goes on beyond this and ownership and transfers and things, who knows? As long as they're in the the Premier League again next season, it's it's well done, job done. We might not like him. We might not like the way it goes about things. We might not like Newcastle's football. But you guess what? They've gained enough points, enough wins and draws, and everybody else hasn't been good enough that they finish 17th or above and they're in the Premier League. And that has to be the target. How good is Alan, Alan before we move on? Oh. Alan, Alan Sant Maximim. I mean, that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's pretty impressive stuff, yeah. And, and Callum Wilson back in, in, in the side. And I mean, it's just so funny that if you could keep some of those players and build around them, they, there's, some good, there's some good elements to this Newcastle team, but it never feels like they're united, never feels like it, it, it's joined up thinking and, you know, one great result, one not so great. Let's move to Arsenal. We'll have a good day at Sheffield United. Um, a little bit of a woeful Sheffield United at, at the moment uh, with Wilder gone. Um, Heckingbottom not particularly making much difference in terms of the way form's gone at, at the football club. Good day for Arsenal though, Rob, in terms of yeah. uh, two goals for Lacazette. Martinelli got one. Clean sheet ahead of... Uh, and I think this was all about, you know, Getting a win, getting some confidence, maybe getting forward scoring. Uh, Saka injury, Martinelli. Saka with a, with a thigh injury that seemed a bit of a worry. Martinelli with an ankle. Um, we'll have to check on those because there's a huge week coming up in Europe for, for Arsenal, Rob. They go away to Slavia Prague, 1-1 um, from the, the first leg with absolutely lots of work to do and a crucial game for Arsenal in terms of European uh, football for next season. Yeah, I, mean, I said it after the game today, Rob, that 
that that wasn't a great barometer against Sheffield United. No, but no. The, where they are on the league table in the bottom half, um, there has to be a sense that, that he is finding a way to progress. And there is mm-hmm. some improvement. There hasn't been a ton because Arsenal, you don't expect them to be down there. But that was a really important day today, I think. I know that the, the focus yeah. will jump onto the Europa League and it's kind of like a, 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 what, a what a way of potentially getting into the Champions League if they win this competition. Mm-hmm. They've got their, their work come out, cut out in Prague, Czech Republic, to try, and, to try and get through. But I just thought it was important today. And some of the younger yeah. players, Martinelli, I think is a scorer. I think he's a natural mm-hmm. goal scorer. He's had a nightmare with ankle injuries. Um, it looked, he went off again today, didn't he? It looked yeah, like he yeah, over again. It, yeah. So I just, it was a good day for for Arsenal. Um, the Abamyang flu uh, illness, mm. Was, mm, uh, mm. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but yeah, yeah difficult. So vitamin C hopefully will be a bit better. But yeah. yeah, the Abamyang thing might, you know, people are saying, is he another Urzel? Is he an issue? When any player starts to, carry that amount of negativity at some point you have to decide is it helping the club and helping the, the players who are there I think that's something this to sit down and talk about in the summer um, but it's certainly something I think that, that Mikel Arteta has to address it is Aubameyang in with him as part of this journey and this progression that you talked about because if he isn't Rob you, you may as well let him go and, and, and take his money and, and, and go and use it somewhere else I did some numbers Rob and going into the North London derby where of course he was left out and yeah. in some ways humiliated, he'd scored 10 goals in the previous 15. 10 mm-hmm. goals in 15. Yeah. Good form. Scored a hat-trick. Good, yeah. Good and like, all of a sudden, because he was late or whatever and he left that yeah. game, I, I just, I don't know, there's a lot of kind of criticism of Bami Yang and is he this and is he that and is he a good captain and all this. Mm-hmm. He was kind of doing okay. He was kind of doing okay. So, we'll watch the story, Robert. At the time, both yeah. agreed that is that the right way of disciplining Aubameyang, mm-hmm. the captain of the club, but a vastly experienced player that scored key goals, both goals in the FA Cup final? Was it the way to go? Um, and we said that, well, let's figure out and watch over the next few weeks. Let's see again now yeah. whether he comes back, what his body language is like and what his performance level is like to maybe assess towards the end of the season whether it was the right call and whether Aubameyang is on side with Arteta's mm-hmm. project or maybe he's not. Let's assess uh, Arsenal's chances in the Europa League because we went to our, our friends Points Bet Sportsbook to to give us some odds in terms of how Arsenal how they think Arsenal are going to fare in the second leg of that game in Prague where they're tied one one, and they have maybe a little surprisingly Rob Slavia Prague to advance at plus one sixty, but Arsenal to advance minus two thirty nine. So quite strong favourites for Arsenal to go through on that one. So I'm not sure that what our friends at points back know, maybe that we don't, or do they just think it's one of those, there's a good day coming for Arsenal that we know is always there, that they can defend well, that they got threats in the attacking on uh, areas of the pitch. Because he did a late goal in that first tie uh, from a corner kick that, that, that cost them a problem. Some, um, Cedric didn't mark on the far post. They're going to have to be clean and, and a lot better and the opposition will be a lot better than Sheffield United, mate. Yeah, it's a brave man that, that backs Arsenal at minus 239. Uh, Slavia mm-hmm. Prague, we know, sold two really good players yeah. to West Ham United uh, and Sujek and um, Soufal. So they're a good outfit and they're still doing well without those two players. They've got some good players in that side. That's yeah. a difficult game. So those odds are, you know, are pretty generous if you want to have a go on Slavia Prague. The Arsenal fans, I think, just be a little careful. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. That's kind of strong favourites in a way. I mean, I think save your game. money and be happy. If, save your money and be happy if you get through. I, I would suggest is yeah. the way yeah. with the Arsenal fans go there and score and win. So, yeah, we'll get the first goal and obviously that's great. But um, as ever, my friend, I think we've said a dramatic match week Ooh. thirty-one with decisive results at both ends of the table. The two Manchester clubs look like they're nailed on for first and second, but four points now between Leicester and third. Liverpool in six means that the Champions League places are up for grabs and will probably go down to the last day of the season. We'll be back on Thursday. That's this Thursday, April the 15th, to review all the European action in the Champions League. Liverpool have got lots to do against Real Madrid, while Manchester City and Chelsea, they have leads, but certainly not done and dusted. And Arsenal and Manchester United, they've got a date with the Europa League on Thursday. The Gunners, as we said, have got work to do against Prague, 1-1 at the moment, but um, certainly not sure they're going to get through that, although points back sports but believe they are favourites. But for now, I'm Earl He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.